0: Hello and welcome to Barely Offensive. As always, I'm your host, John Hoffman. And with me today, once again, is a special guest, Mike Garrison. Say hi to everyone, Mike. I'm back. So uh, apparently Chandler um, ran into a few issues uh, in Germany. Something about uh, them mistaking his Middle Eastern heritage for him being a Jew. And so uh, while we're waiting for them to sort that stuff out, uh, we got Mike back here again, backing us up with another action pack story today. Um, we're going to keep things a little bit more informative because it's late and we're desperate. Um, so we're just going to talk about uh, a topic today that um, I really think uh, resonates with most people, and that would be the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yes. I don't know if you remember from uh, our conversation about the... The plurality of Sasquatch means Sasquai. Yes, that's fact now. It's now stated as an actual.
1: Actually, I was thinking fact. about this the other day. What is uh, multiple Bigfoot? Is that Big Phi?
0: <laughs> and that's where Sasquai would come in. I think right. Big Phi would be probably um, pretty appropriate. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, because if you say big feet, that's, that's just, well, they, just
0: have, like, they, they have, have, have two big feet, yeah, but that's large, not multiple creatures, right? I mean. feet. Exactly. <clears throat> So we're going to talk about, uh, talk about the Yeti, uh, the Sasquatch Bigfoot, um, known by many names, and uh, just kind of dive into a little bit of the history and uh, kind of peek at a couple of stories that maybe resonate with uh, those of you in West Michigan where we're based, some stuff that's a little more local. To start, we we actually don't have an ad today from our our sponsor, Cartelco. Apparently they've been, I don't know if you know this, Mike, I didn't tell you before you came in, but they've been wrapped up in some legal situations. They wouldn't go into detail, but uh, a regular briefcase full of of small unmarked bills uh, was delayed this week. So hence the um, Bare Minimal Essential podcast because we're running low on funds.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't do this for free. I mean, you gotta. No, it takes a lot to get me out it's, here.
0: So. Yeah, very, very expensive. Um, we actually are going to develop a new Patreon tier called the Get Mike on the Show More Permanently. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's about $1,000 each. Um, and what you get from that as a patronage would be Mike being on the show more often. So uh, for you, uh, those of you out there that are hardcore lovers of Mike, which I know there's probably many, at well, this point, probably not more than one, maybe two. My mom, my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more of them than you know. You just they, they haven't had the chance to express it to you yet. So this I, is the way to show Mike how much you love him. Is our brand new uh, get Mike um, on the show more often Patreon, so that we can afford to pay this guy here because uh, buckets full of gold. I believe is the <laughs> is the payment that you requested, and and for one, it's it's not very specific. Uh, as to the size of the bucket, which kind of weighed out in our favor, uh, I had uh, one of those little Logan shooter basket thingies, <laughs> um, but uh, still very costly. Um, so help us get Mike uh, to the show a little more often. To uh, kind of start this conversation off, Mike, I know you had a really interesting story. You kind of brought it up uh, when we were doing the uh, Monroe monster I did yeah and uh, it sounded really interesting so I thought that hey let's um, have you bring that today so that we can kind of shed a little light on uh, what would be probably thought of as a very unusual probably one of the most unusual absolutely it's uh, it's
1: actually pretty it's actually pretty famous too um, I, I think a lot of people probably will have heard of uh, heard of it before
0: or heard of at least part of it it was called the, the super famous bigfoot event
1: that's exactly what it's called nice. um, also known as the I mean, siege of hanobia the siege of hanobia yes so I, so I
0: thought you were gonna say something like that people might recognize because you set it up like you said people may no one know
1: what it is. you didn't you didn't recognize so just, just because you didn't recognize hanobia? it means no one could possibly know what it is well because you know
0: everything I don't know everything. I just I'm more well-versed than the average bear, you know what okay. I'm saying?
1: Well, uh to be fair, I had no knowledge of this uh until my fiance brought it to my attention. I believe she was directed to it um from her Did you just get engaged? Not just,
0: but like pretty recently. Christmas Eve. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you didn't know we were engaged? No, I didn't. <laughs> you really didn't? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah.
0: Nice. Congrats. Thanks Sorry man. for being a bad she, friend. I <laughs> appreciate <For she, that's laughs> Must have missed the like the eight months later, the, nine. The, was it September the, now? The Twitter or whatever.
1: Yeah. Is well, I, I don't have a Facebook. So okay. there, there was a, the, she has a Facebook and I'm sure made an announcement of oh, some
0: kind. Not like um, friends.
1: um yeah so i have a fiance she's the 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 lady that i bring around here every once in a while i just thought that was your girlfriend one of them one
0: of of the three right Um, right is that the one i really like or like eh?
1: i think it's the one you like a little a little bit okay
0: it's like there's three different ones and one's just like she's really cool and one's kind of like and then then there's one that's just like i can't stand that yeah yeah she's you know kind of along the middle there Yeah. yeah
1: Okay. Um,
0: Anyway, good, good little tangent there. Yeah. So
1: So, uh, her, her supervisor, I think, um, told her about it, Uh, you know, it came up somehow that she was into paranormal and things like that. And he's like, Oh, I've got a story for you. Um, So the thing that makes this unique um, is I think the, the general conception, um, the general consensus uh, amongst Bigfoot researchers, especially, I don't know about the general public, but you know, actual researchers
0: um, generally. Wait, wait, I, I got a point. When you say actual researchers, you <laughs> made it sound like these were like lab coat wearing guys you with know, beakers cri- and cr- like, cryptozoologists. We, are, we are researching things actually here. So when, when, what you really mean is people that are nutty enough to have quit their jobs to do to it do full it. time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So professional would professional be a better term. Be, yeah. yeah. Another one of those. But professional those, implies you get paid yeah, for it also. Terms. so It makes it seem like you know what you're doing. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, anyway, I'm sorry. I yeah, just said No,
1: yeah. but, uh, you know, researchers, people who call themselves Bigfoot researchers. Self-proclaimed. Yes, one self-proclaimed say. Yes, okay. Bigfoot researchers. No, right. uh, they generally uh, think of Bigfoot as relatively peaceful. Um, yeah. They don't generally want anything to do with humans. Usually they're running away or just passing by. Um, typically,
0: think of like the uh, the Patterson footage absolutely. where where he's looking over his shoulder and I I read one article where it said he looked almost as if he was disgusted at the the sight of the human. Sure. Yep. You know, and that's, that's what we kind of think of is they're always fleeing away or hiding. And that's why we don't see them every day. And most people have not seen them because they're more of a uh, loner, a secluded dwelling creature. Yeah. Uh,
1: But I think the most violent, uh, thing that that people are generally used to with Bigfoot is like throwing rocks yeah uh, and it's not usually at you uh, it's usually the, into a stream you know someone's Making, fishing more like to make Making, noise and yes make a little yeah, yeah. Um, maybe pesky yeah. at worst yeah
0: uh, but not really violent or dangerous uh,
1: other than the fact that they're huge yeah. yeah. wonder so if they got
0: their hands in like chainsaws or something. That would be scary. Oh, my God. Even like if they were just even a if it was just roughly, like a logging crew, <laughs> a logging crew in but... a direction, that still would be frightening. <laughs> um, so what we're saying, though, is typically they're throwing small things and that we just we pray to God that there isn't. Yeah. Like it's not the middle of a lumber camp or like. Right. A, Dynamite farm. or <laughs> Dynamite farm where you just pluck
1: the dynamite right out of the right ground, ready the to ground. use. Yeah,
0: it's really kind of a scary place to work, uh, <laughs> especially during smoke break
1: times. <laughs> There's little this many days since an yes. accident, always at always zero. Always at zero, yeah. <laughs> it's more like
0: this many hours yeah, you know, since minutes. the last smoke break. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so, so Bigfoot are, are pretty friendly creatures, um, but not in this case. And uh, when we get dun, into dun, it, dun. there are some theories as to, you know, what what caused them to act this way uh this very unusual way okay um so the place is hanobia oklahoma
0: um, Benobia, so actually oklahoma. if
1: you if you want to flip back to that map really quick we can see yeah, what uh, see if what I color can. it
0: is so this is like a little grid map here mike no one in the audience can see this so always too bad. always good podcast <laughs> yeah always make sure you bring plenty of visual mediums to a podcast Uh, But this is looking at um, kind of warm and cold, It's sort of like a heat map, but really showing the the heavily um, sighted Bigfoot areas of the country. And some of these are not very surprising, and some are actually a lot more surprising than what you'd think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, Washington, uh, the color is almost black, very, very dark. A lot of sightings there. Uh, Oregon a little bit lighter in color, but still very dark. California is about the same shade as as Washington, so that whole um, West Coast is very, um, very heavily cited in in those regions. And then you have Nevada chilling over here that is looks almost. looks blank i would say i would say almost uh like that probably uh, there's no key so i don't know who made this
1: map but yeah it's kind of a crappy basic basic cartography big (laughs) word for the day
0: but it really is kind of odd how there are varying shades all around nevada but there's apparently no activity in nevada Uh, but big states that kind of shocked me texas um, that's a big sasquatch state apparently uh, and florida which is um also very kind of would be unusual, but I think I've actually heard stories of a swamp ape. Skunk ape. Uh, skunk, skunk, wow. skunk, skunk ape. Yeah, Florida. Yeah.
1: They call it the skunk ape um, because it smells. Most Sasquatch are generally thought to smell bad in some way. I think some people say like urine. Some people say like a skunk. Some people say like a musky odor. I don't yeah, know I've don't. heard that. that, heard is, that very way, heavy. Musky.
0: I think that like um I mean, musk can be anything. It's kind of a not putrid but like a perfumey smell and it can be pleasant or unpleasant like i think a cologne you can get colognes with more of a musky like earthy type of smell and then it can also be kind of earthy like wet dog (laughs) okay okay and and that's what i've kind of heard like some people will say that it smells kind of like a wet dog so you got the matted fur just wet gross and unkept along with, you know, traces of like urine or feces or something, just kind of a stinky stench on top of the wet dog.
1: Yeah. Um, so actually my initial thought with Nevada, uh, being, you know, almost no sightings at all, I was going to say, uh, you know, it's the desert, you know, where, where would a Bigfoot live? Yeah. Uh, but then, then what, what do you, how do you explain Texas then? You know, I mean, Florida and doesn't have launch, but, is, is right. Pretty and yeah, a lot of those populated. States around Nevada as well. Um, so that is that is strange. I don't have a good explanation for that um, at all really. Are people just
0: more awoken there and they're, they just don't they're more yeah, enlightened? they don't they make a big deal about it Yeah I, I don't know and in Michigan, of course, as we can see on the map is almost as dark as as Washington and California um, so very very high uh, population of sightings. So I thought that was kind of interesting to see where I think the Pacific you know, kind of pacific area the the west coast is where you often associate them but you look canada is you know there's less sightings in canada and alaska than there are in places in the in the midwest or even like the you know florida or texas so kind of interesting because i've always kind of put it in michigan and and oregon and in washington and then all of canada and up to alaska so not quite as much though in the in the middle of alaska to be fair there's probably not a large population of yeah people. there would there so, could be
1: all kinds of bigfoots that don't ever get reported the bigfoot are reporting people bigfoot are telling their but bo- <laughs> you will never believe what i just saw a five foot tall no hair sasquatch man it was freaky
0: remember my cousin ernie yeah <laughs> it was like ernie but weirder i just i don't know all right, so here's our map, Oklahoma. So we're looking at a shade like... Uh, it's pretty dark. Yeah. Pretty a little purple-y color, yeah, like a purple color.
1: color. It looks like probably somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, probably uh, not quite as as common as Michigan. No, definitely nothing um, like the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's uh,
1: like Bigfoot Central.
0: But but yeah, still a fair amount of sightings being close to Texas there, too. Maybe that's some of it. The,
1: sure. Yeah, the some the crossover there. Texas
0: squatches yep. coming up. I'm
1: actually also really impressed with your uh, knowledge of the states based on their shape oh <laughs> um because there's no words i or symbols uh what do they call those a you know, little oh the abbreviations abbreviations sure yeah there's none of that and uh you picked out oklahoma really quickly and i i don't know if i
0: could have done that <laughs> I, tr- I travel enough that's true i actually have a six-foot map like this at work where i like pin all the places i've been and okay. when i open new clinics and stuff so anyway that's sort of why but sure It was impressive. I don't know all of them, but I do know some. Yeah.
1: Those ones in the middle there get hard. Oh, they get all
0: confusedy, like right in here. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, half of them are named the same. About four of them are Dakota, right? Yeah. and West Dakota, right?
0: Central Dakota. Central Dakota, five Dakotas. Fargo. One of those, right? So, yeah. So, this is um, getting back to our story, actually, trying to stay on track. The thing about rabbit trails. Anyway, so... (laughs) So th- this is this is a very unusual case, and we really just haven't started. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> uh,
1: so Hanobia, Oklahoma. There All are right.
0: sightings, uh, but it's you know
1: it's not it's nothing like the Pacific Northwest. It's yeah. not an everyday thing for these people. Um, so things really got real in the year two thousand. Wow! But actually, it started a
0: couple of years. What before Was it Y two K? Does that have something to do with Bigfoot? Possibly, uh, but
1: I think in this case.
0: If they were time travelers, it could have some, like in some way, interfered with their time portal devices. Yeah, like they came Another back to the year three thousand. They yeah. had
1: very similar three Y three k yeah three k parties. Like oh, this time it's really going to happen. A thousand years ago, they thought,
0: but they were wrong. They were well, they miscalculated. There the is there is the theory that Bigfoot are inter. Interdimensional. interdimensional, sure. Yeah. yeah, travelers. Yeah, That's a very popular theory, I think, uh, or at least growing in popularity. I've heard it a lot in, yeah. so in I, podcasts and other shows. I think shows. that that's probably what Y2K was about. Like We're actually discovering the truth right, right now. Right now. This is breaking this news. This is the epitome of awakening. Yeah. We, uh, we have now deciphered that, that Bigfoot are interdimensional time travelers and that they had some type of short circuit in their time machine, and they came back at Y2K and now they're trapped here, and they they inters like sparingly can jump through time and that's like why man. they're seen in other in other in like, other places. Years. Yeah. yeah, that's just like a little short like he's trying to jump start it you know right it's like, and he and he jumps back twenty years and he's you know wherever and he jumps for a few seconds and, oh
1: man that yeah. is that is very very possible i yeah. mean
0: he's it's he's, he's really just like it's like the um you know,
1: it could we, also then be one Bigfoot. People yeah, are like, well, it, couldn't, it couldn't be just, one creature if one, you know yeah, if there's so creature. many sightings, but maybe it's not a whole species. It is just one Bigfoot that just can't get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, Back there to the future be, gone so wrong. Yeah, there would be... This Flux would be capacitor like, broken. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: would be like Planet of the Apes, you know, in the future mm-hmm. or whatever, maybe. And sure. It's just like he's trying to figure out where it all went wrong in the past. And this like hop-skip we th- see through time is like, it's like when, when, when your TV remote isn't working and you smack the batteries and like wiggle them a little bit and then it like works again. That's what he's doing with his time machine.
1: This is I like this a lot. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just like he's like wiggling the batteries and he jumps back a little bit. Because it's a
1: always... Bit. Well, so I was going to say it's always brief sightings. But again, this story contradicts everything to do with Bigfoot. And now that actually makes some people um, go straight to, to hoax or at least exaggeration. Um, because it is so different from most other sightings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, you're right. It is usually generally very brief uh, sightings, um, you know, like said, sort of passing through portals or passing through time. Yeah, but not in this case. All right. So things really get real in January of 2000, but there have been some stuff going on for the past couple of years that has been progressing up to this point where this family in Hanobia, Oklahoma, now very rural area, um, very, you know, you, you might have a neighbor but you're talking acres everybody's got acres yeah um usually it's you know property you know two three hundred years old in the family you know since forever your family's always lived there since they came to america yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly real good days way (laughs) way back um so you know it's it's very rural um and it's you don't you don't think about moving there's no option of moving um in, it's like you're just stuck there where your family I don't even know if, if stuck's the right word because they don't want to move. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's their land. It always has been their family's land. Nobody's going to make them move. No yeah. thing is going to make them move. Um, not even something with big fate. Yeah, not even Bigfoot. Uh, but these guys got close. So Hanobia, uh, Oklahoma. And in January of 2000, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization... Which is a real thing. A very real thing. They have a website, BFRO.net, not .com. Anybody can get a .com. It's .net. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I like how important. you're adding, adding, trying to add more relevance by saying they, <laughs> they had to get an inferior web address. Yeah, .net. So you know they're real Yeah. because they couldn't get the
1: .com. No, no, no. no. Other way around. Other way around. They're beyond .com. They're better than .com. They went above and beyond. They got .net. That makes you official. Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it does.
1: So, in mid January of 2000, they contact the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, who naturally says, Yeah, we'll send out some Bigfoots or some researchers to find the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some Bigfoots if you of want. Of course, them. that's how it works. <laughs> uh, we'll send we, out some researchers. We to, always to check find Bigfeet big when we
0: come down. <laughs> right. We know we, right where to find them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right where we put them, is it? <laughs> Strangely,
1: they're always sedated and usually caged, but <laughs> we'll find them. They're there. So this is the first email that is received by this uh, research organization. Quote, Too many incidents to mention here. Please have someone contact us. This is no hoax and my brother is afraid for his family. This creature is getting bolder every time it returns. This thing is huge, walks upright, smells like a musky urine, burned hair type odor. He repeatedly comes back in the early morning hours after midnight and harasses them until just before dawn. It has one. It has on more than one occasion tried to enter their home. We don't know where to turn. Everyone thinks we are crazy when we mention it. Please, we don't know what to do, but I do know that something needs to be done. There are stories we could tell that would make the hair
0: on your neck stand. Wow, that is very ominous.
1: Yeah, so that's this is the first contact that like this organization just, you has. You just
0: killed all my jokey mood. Oh,
1: my, I'm sorry, man.
0: No, I mean it's.
1: I told you it's scary. It's, it's, it's very crazy. different. Like, I'm from, sitting
0: here like getting chills. Yeah, like, this is. It's a. It's a trying to enter different. your home, and it's not only that, but he just sounds like a dick. Like this, this I mean, Bigfoot, his Bigfoot, yeah, it's yeah. Just he's, like he's oh, really when whenever they can get their REM sleep, which is after midnight through about you know dawn. Dawn. He's just sitting there making a ruckus, and yeah. that's that's rude.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's definitely not a nice Bigfoot. Not he, a good neighbor.
0: Not he's. <laughs> I don't want him to be my neighbor. And horrible, horrible neighbor. <laughs> wow. So that's that's quite the way to start the story. So once again, let's recap the, the, the characters. Who is writing this again?
1: Uh, so this is the brother of, this is going to sound weird, the brother of the father of the family. So it's a couple with children that live there. So, you got mom, dad, kids, and this, dad, is, this, kids, is, uncle and this is uncle. This is uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uncle so Uncle Joe. Uncle Uncle Mark. Joe. I think there's names in other email quotes that I will read later. Okay. It'll all come together, but it's not
0: organized well. It's all out of order. But well, this is was, the first if contact. If it was I organized think. well, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it on our podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. Somebody but, else probably uh, has already done it way better than it, we have. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So, keep going. I was just, I was like listening, but I was listening to the, the deep, like the scary stuff and not the important details. So. Yeah,
1: no. So it uh, it's the brother and we'll call him you know, Uncle Joe for now. Uh, but basically, Joe. no one believes anything that they're saying. Um, I read in other articles when I was doing my research that apparently in this part of Oklahoma, there aren't a lot of law enforcement, partly because it's so rural. And I guess the other reason is um, there's a lot of weed that grows there. And so <laughs> the, the the feds come in and they do routine sweeps. And when they do that, they bust all the crooked deputies. So any cops that they would have are constantly getting canned and arrested.
0: So I, I do have to interject here a little bit of reality. You did state that this, this place <laughs> is, is some place that is frequented by marijuana. The, uh, Oklahoma, think,
1: rural Oklahoma in general. But yes, this place. Do included. you think
0: that that could have any effects
1: no no again because this is very it's very much not a brief sighting
0: uh you know if
1: yeah if it's like i think i might have saw something then you know maybe you're just stone joe go have a seat but uh stuff is i mean it's really happening and if if that's the case if they're making if they're imagining all this let me get some of that stuff send (laughs) us a pound because that's some crazy stuff
0: (laughs) Where it's like, Uncle Joe saying visions again. It's like this whole time he's like been sleeping on the couch and he feels this whole story. <laughs> like late, you know, before him. It's been two years,
1: but really it's only been 20-minute nap. Yeah, just a nap there. And he's like
0: all like at the end of uh, like Evil Dead, like Ash. He's all like battered, but like super badass hero. I think some people think that weed can make you see things way more than it can actually make you see things. I don't think that
1: It's not gonna it's not gonna make things that aren't there appear. It's no, not a hallucinogen. It's, not, yeah, it's, it's just not. You well, like I said you edibles
0: are, but it's still a mild it's not like, yeah. like, like, like tripping on acid. It's right. just a very
1: and you, like I said, you, if it was a brief encounter, uh, you may see a bear and think, you know, it looked very human. And that's going to be, I think, whether you've been smoking or not. I yeah. Mean, maybe you see a bear. Maybe you see a person, you know. Even
0: the fear instinct that it's, right. you know, making it bigger in your mind. And oh, if it's this big, it can't be a bear and, you yeah. know, yeah. creating a monster. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. I keep interrupting.
1: That's all right. That's all right. That's what makes a good cast, right? Yes. Uh, so that's the first contact.
0: Um, and who who did he send this to?
1: He sent this to uh they're that's what they're called. They're called the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Okay. So it's like a national organization of Bigfoot Field Researchers. So this so is people like, who go out in the woods trying to get pictures. We don't really have
0: a lot friends. of cops. We haven't had like, you know, they probably call like deputy, you know crack shooter or whatever and mm-hmm. he comes over he his, comes out and he tells them they're crazy. Yeah, he's you know? telling them you're crazy he's, yeah. while he's like, he's like you are or yeah, right, right. Right? Like he's the, like, You're nuts, give me
1: some more of that good yeah, weed. Right. I know you got some back there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you'd be doing.
0: Um, okay, so so this is their kind of reaching out to this group. So at this point they are assuming it is a Bigfoot.
1: They're very positive it's a Bigfoot at this point. So So it's been happening for two years. um, years. And it's been progressing for two years. It actually, my quotes here that are later emails, basically the, the, the... the uncle was like, "Someone needs to help us." He sends this panicked email. It's very kind so of this, cryptic. This was
0: very much two years at the end of their rope. There's yes. no one else to. Yeah. Yeah. This something's been we, going on for two years, getting real. No foot, one believes so this us. This person says they're an expert. Let's let's call them.
1: Right. So he sends this initial. Uh, he sends this initial email to get you know to get them to contact them. Yeah. And then later they start communicating, and there's some communications that um, are between researchers and things like that via email. Um, And that kind of brings the whole two years together. Okay, Um, but it's fun to read it in the email quotes um, because these are from the researchers. These are things that either either the family sent directly to the researchers or the researchers sent to each other. Yeah. Um, So again, they're all quotes. So it's not really a story, but it's you know researchers communicating, and and these things are getting really crazy, really quick. Okay. Um, So that he makes contact. We really need help. You know, we don't know what to do. Finally, the investigative team gets together and they make contact with this family and this is the email that they write back basically to get things started so the contact the family is contacted and the man they spoke with first was the brother of the father of the family he insisted that they were not kidding around at least one bigfoot was coming around the homestead almost every night it was coming onto the porch messing with the window wiggling the doorknob as if it wanted to get into the house and even stealing deer meat out of a freezer that was kept in an open-sided building Whatever it was, wasn't alone. The family could hear chattering and screaming from the hills when the prowlers, quote, were near the home. Did they ever see more
0: than one or they could just hear multiple multiple communications?
1: At at this point, we just know that they can hear multiple communications, but it gets real. Okay, so real. Uh, Whatever it was, wasn't alone. The family could hear chattering and screaming from the hills when the prowlers were near the home. The wife was too fearful to remain in the house. She and the kids were relocated temporarily while the men armed themselves. So this is the dad, you know. The men armed. It's, it's Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma. Like this grab is. Grab your guns, boys Absolutely, squatch! Absolutely, grab your guns. So they armed themselves, and you know, I don't, I don't blame them. I think anybody oh, would yeah. at this point. Um, I've armed know, myself since you started
0: talking yeah, about the story. Protecting his family, um,
1: so you know, I don't blame
0: him. If you'd like an extra katana, there's one over there. Perfect.
1: On the night before the first message was received, the father fired at one of the animals and thought he may have hit it. The following morning, he found a substantial trail of blood in the yard and thought it was from the animal he shot. One of the Bigfoot researchers, uh, investigators, an airline pilot from Ohio, offered to visit the scene to hopefully collect some of the blood that was left in wake of the previous night's shooting. Another research investigator made contact with The residents by phone and began updating other researcher members via email. Now, here are the emails. I finally spoke with the shooter last night. When I spoke with him directly, I got the facts straight about the situation at the house and the blood. The shooter is named Tim. His brother, one who contacted us originally, is named Michael.
0: Oh, Michael. (laughs) Uncle Mike.
1: I can't believe I didn't remember that. (laughs) It's my (laughs) own name.
0: (laughs) It sounds so
1: funny. Right. So Tim is the dad. His brother is Michael. uh, Or Mike, obviously, as we all Tim says it was definitely a Bigfoot that he shot at and thought he might have hit it. It was approximately 70 yards away at night. There is a trail of blood in the woods, but it leads to the fresh deer kill, not away from the area where the Bigfoot was standing when he fired at it. Tim says the Bigfoot ran after he shot at it, but then he and his brother could hear it and others on the hillside for several hours after the shooting. That suggests to me that he didn't even wound it, and all the blood is from the deer. Miles and Roger, who are two of the researchers that are going out to meet with the family, uh, okay. that wasn't explained, but that's who he's talking about in this email. All right. So Miles and Roger will be there in a few hours and see this all for themselves and thoroughly look over the area. They will be
0: armed. <laughs> I like that they will be armed. Like you don't just roll up or- and <laughs> like I imagine some like nerdy Chester looking guy with like red you know, wavy hair kind of rolls out and they're like, ah, it's a big foot. And they start shooting. <laughs> they will be armed. So be careful. Don't see anything right. Sasquatchy around them. <laughs> Make sure they don't see those big feet of yours, Jim. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Anyway. Just a little friendly advice.
1: So Roger's father, a very skilled 72-year-old bear hunter, will go with them and remain at the property possibly for a few days. Tim says he doesn't care what we do there, but if the animal comes back to the house and scratches at the window again, he will go out and try to kill it. He's had to send his kids to stay with relatives, and he and his wife are clearly terrified.
0: Plus, at this point, wouldn't you just want to eat that bastard?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it really, I mean, it's not even just like a little bit of his protect your family, but obviously some of it's probably a revenge too, right? I mean, two years, you don't sleep. You're pissed
0: off. I'm going to eat you. That's what he's thinking yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, he needs to get the kids away so they don't see him go ape shit on this thing.
1: Well, and they're starving because this Bigfoot keeps stealing all their all deer their meat. All their deer, yeah. yeah. All their food. If he comes around again, he's going to kill it. That's it. He's had to send his kids to uh, stay with his relative. He and his wife are clearly terrified. The volunteer, Roger Roberts, is a well-respected veteran private investigator in Oklahoma. He was in military intelligence in Vietnam, then a police officer for many years in Oklahoma before becoming a private investigator.
0: Wait, so this is one of the Bigfoot researchers?
1: This is, uh, he's with the group. I don't know if he was a Bigfoot researcher before, but he's someone that they brought into the group as part of this team.
0: I mean... Real quick pause here. So I made fun of you earlier for the whole researcher bit. But this is someone that has made a living. You said he was in law enforcement. He and, was in law
1: enforcement. He was in the military and the intelligence, military intelligence. And, and also private investigator. So
0: this that. is, I mean, this is a vet. This is a hero, some would say. Definitely. This, this most is, would say. Most would say if they had a soul. <laughs> um, but this is someone that you would you would think you'd be able to take their word for, right? And sure. not to say that he, it's, he's not capable of lies, but... It's someone that's set themselves up with, you know, a long career of things that you honestly, mostly would associate with, with courage, valor, integrity, honesty, you know, those type of sentiments. So that's someone that I would tend to take more credibly than just like Joe. Tim and Mike, the the Rednecks just shooting out everything they hear in the woods. Exactly. That's that's (laughs) someone that, that, where they got a little bit of pedigree where they actually have something to lose like their reputation as mm, being right. military intelligence and ex-cop, now all of a sudden you think that there's Big Feet. That's yeah. kind of... Someone who could possibly have, you know, you then be called to, Yeah, like, you know, I you've, mean, you you've lost your mind, you know. Yeah, so so there's, I don't know, there's a lot to that that um, just, that kind of stands out to me. So anyway, continue. Uh,
1: well-respected private investigator. Um, both Miles and I were very impressed by him after speaking with him at length on the phone.
0: I bet you it was... Oh, he said before you said on the phone, I thought that they were impressed by like his mustache. Like, <laughs> he definitely I, yeah, has an like, epic mustache. Absolutely. Like that's just, and, and the reason why my brain went there is just because I imagine him like, kind of like Tom Selleck with his right. beautiful. That's, that's actually just exactly
1: like, what I thought. Of right. Too.
0: Isn't like just that's.
1: Yeah. So. You know, a very, a very upstanding character. Uh, and we also cops all have mustaches, right? Yeah. Like well, that's, that's, that's a thing. So thing. <laughs>
0: if I were them, and he was an impressive person, like, that's what I imagine I would be impressed by, like, damn. That's <laughs> Look at that, that mustache. <laughs> like.
1: uh, so he is on a first-name basis with law enforcement officials throughout Oklahoma and is very familiar with every jurisdiction. Roger chuckled when I said we were wondering why Tim hadn't called the police about this. Roger said there are hardly any sheriffs in this area because there's a lot of weed growing in southern Oklahoma, <laughs> and the federal government routinely does unannounced sweeps and arrests crooked deputies. So this is that's what I said earlier. It's just like everyone in that area knows that that's just what it
0: is in that area.
1: The backwoods people do not like to talk to police if they can help. Again, this are quotes. I'm not the one calling them backwoods people. I think that's a little bit, uh, you know, judgy. But
0: I honestly feel sitting next to you that these are all 100% your sentiments. Uh, No, I'm reading quotes from emails. Uh, But if you look, if you saw his face, you'd see the the hatred.
1: (laughs) These are really, really my people, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, They don't talk to police if they can help it. Roger says this mentality is the norm for southeastern Oklahoma, firmly rooted over generations. Again, these people have lived there forever. Their families always lived in these areas. Uh, They don't need the police. They've all got guns. It's big property. Anybody that comes around is going to get shot. That's it. it You just don't come sneaking up on people that live in the middle of nowhere. You all get shot. That's a fact. Tim wants us to take care of his problem. He doesn't want the Bigfoot coming back to his house anymore, and he doesn't care what it takes to make it stop. He will not move and not hold back from shooting at it if it returns. This guy just really wants to shoot a Bigfoot at this point. But again, <laughs> I don't blame him. He's really upset, and it's, it's terrorized him for years, and so, his family,
0: more importantly. So one thing that I'm just right now thinking, um, we mentioned deer several times, he's eating all his venison and stuff. I mean, I think deer is, is often thought of as, uh, one of their main sources of sustenance. Definitely. Um, but I also think that wonder if they're, um, you know, putting down like feed for the deer and they're like, they may be trying to bring in deer, like, you know, baiting and things like that. They may be baiting the Sasquatch. Label. I hate how smart you are.
1: You ruin my story every time with your stupid thinking. All right. Well, <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. We'll, we'll I solved it. So actually, no, but we'll that's cut cool because out. We'll you just cut it out
0: and I'll pretend like I didn't
1: know. <laughs> no, but um, actually, I, I like that you picked up on that because, um, you you know, you, you think that's what it is. You yeah. think you're, you're thinking of what could cause this. And that's what the researchers do. And I know we said researchers jokingly earlier. But again, you don't. A lot of these people do actually have degrees, very high degrees. Um, Cryptozoology is an actual major at at least Michigan State, where I was. A (laughs) major waste of time. But but no, it's it's just a a waste of money, for sure. But (laughs) most degrees are, let's face it. What do we do with them? So, uh, (laughs) uh, no, but so these researchers, um, this is the kind of things they think of. You know, why is he having so many problems with these Bigfoot? You know, what is different about this situation compared to Thousands of other sightings where the Bigfoot is running away or just seen, you know, accidentally, um, you know, not approaching people. Um, they they want to, you know, they want to figure out the same thing and they come to the same conclusion that you just did. Wow! At the end of my story, uh,
0: <laughs> like I said, we can just cut this out or add a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Yeah, <laughs>
1: like skip forward this many minutes. If yeah, you don't if you want to find out what happened,
0: if you'd like to choose your own adventure, turn the page. Seven. <laughs>
1: So Tim wants us to take care of his problem. He doesn't want it coming back, uh, and he will not move. He will not hold back from shooting at it if it returns. I told him that we're sending some people who will help him figure out what should be done. I said the bear hunter will shoot it if there's no other way to handle it, but in any case to let us handle it. There may be no other way to handle it because tranquilizing it would be, as we learned last year, basically impossible to arrange. Especially if it needs to be done within a few weeks. What, this, what, is
0: that, what does that allude to?
1: I assume this is, well, because again, they work with each other. This is an organization um, oh, that so interacts just, often. It's so just they one do. they emails. So yes, just this like, is an email. So just they're like just like saying, that, just like last just week. like last yeah. week. Yeah, just like yeah. last week. We tried to trank that when one. Cindy it didn't work. Cindy ate all the donuts. <laughs> right, oh. right. Yeah, so this okay. is just the office chatter, basically. I mean, okay. it's. Um, Anyone who does work in an office and has like those little chat boxes that go to like people in your office or on your team or whatever. Um, that's basically what this is, a chain email.
0: wonder if it was all like, remember, like last month in that very real situation when we really did all that stuff with that for real Sasquatch. <laughs> Where all of our money really went to.
1: Definitely not strippers and cocaine. <laughs> The presence of more people with rifles at the location will be the best deterrent to the animal, whatever it is, while this situation is being assessed and we're recording audio and video there. We have always known that in the natural course of things, there would someday be an overly aggressive Bigfoot that would get itself killed by someone protecting his family or property. This may be the one inevitably. Signed,
0: Matt. Wow.
1: They're getting ready. They're getting everybody out there. So they're,
0: they're actually thinking there may be no other way. We're not we might not be able to get this one out of here. OK. Yeah. Based on
1: what we've heard, you know, it's too there may aggressive. be no other way. And also, I don't think it's just the, the Bigfoot that they're talking about. The Sasquatch in this case. I think they're also referring to uh, the people, Tim and Mike. Like they, they want to shoot it in, yeah. to a certain extent. And we may have no other option because they may just shoot it. <laughs> if they see it, they, we have no option because we can't stop them from shooting yes, it without them we, shooting us.
0: Yeah. Jump and dive right. in front of the bullet so a day later
1: the following email is added miles and roger and roger's father are at the location and setting up i spoke with tim's wife briefly she reiterated how frightened they were of this thing and described some of the incidents far from jumping to conclusions she said her and her husband had denied the whole thing to themselves for a few years it wasn't until after the deer meet three complete quartered deer had all disappeared from the large chest-high freezer in the outdoor shed that the intruder started trying to get in the house at night. It didn't just scratch at the window, she said. It had pulled off parts of the window and was getting bolder in the attempts to get in the house. The recent deer kill found outside had not been shot. One of its legs was violently twisted and broken. It had clearly been carried, not dragged, to to the spot where it was found.
0: Oh, okay. So that's that's really interesting. So there was no drag marks, no blood. This whole time, bear, bear, this could be a bear. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's no way that a bear would be able to like sling a deer over its back. And just, yeah, take it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could, but it wouldn't. Uh, It
0: was (laughs) like a Bernstein bear. Right. Oh, I was going to say Yogi. (laughs) Yogi bear. Yogi got got real violent in his later years and just started killing deer for fun.
1: The most interesting thing was how the predator pulled out the internal organs. The belly of the deer had not been opened. The opening was up between the neck and the rib cage. The predator made a hole large enough to stick its arm in and apparently reached down from above the rib cage and pulled out the organs. Wow. Yuck. That yuck is a quote.
0: <laughs> so, like, through the, the rib opening here, kind of like this?
1: Almost almost like uh, like down your throat. But instead, but of, instead of actually neck? through the mouth, they went through the neck and then down the
2: rest of the oh, way. that's intense.
1: Yeah. Like, really Again, uh, seeming, seemingly like unnecessary. Dent. You know, yeah. not anything that an animal would do just to, to eat. You know, it would open up the belly. And, and they like the innards. A lot of animals do. I mean, some do, some don't. But they, they just wouldn't. It, it would. Most me, animals it wouldn't shows, reach and
0: pull up. Yeah, if, if you're pulling the innards out to not eat them. I don't know, I'm not like a hunter, but that seems like a more intelligent, cleaner... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. from a, a health perspective, if you will. More human. <coughs> uh, exactly. You know, more intelligent a lot of, being. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like I don't know, it seems like coyotes and those type of things always go for the soft parts, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, they'll, go into, like the, they go, they'll the, go into the belly and they'll eat those things. Coyotes especially because the they're tongue basically tongue the scavengers. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: eating all the soft, yeah. squishy stuff. Yeah, yeah. so uh, um, you're not going
1: to have you know, uh, uh, almost uh, precision or almost surgical in a way, you know, the rest of the meat is kind of uh, left intact and it's not how you would clean a deer. um, Like, like we wouldn't do it that way, but possibly that's the way that the Bigfoot, you know, cleans a deer. Maybe they do take it and cook it over a fire. Uh, You know, we, we haven't, no one's ever like claimed to see a Bigfoot sitting around a campfire, you know, cooking up deer meat, but, but maybe deep in caves and things like that, you know, maybe it's not, not quite so animal-like and maybe very human-like. Yeah. Um, but in either case, they didn't take this with them. It's there. The researchers found it. Kind of yeah. freaked them out, to be
0: honest. So now we, we're twelve hours later, and they said that deer was not shot. So that deer, not shot. That yeah, the the leg was
1: twisted and it was ripped apart, but there was no bullet wound. So it was so killed. That was killed by, by
0: the creature. Yes. Yeah. Something by the alleged Sasquatch. So Sorry. twelve hours. <laughs> because multiple.
1: Uh, so twelve hours later, more details. I was on the phone with people at the house last night for a few hours. So the person who's writing this email is not someone who is uh, at the location. Okay. But they're communicating with their team and then taking what their team tells them and spreading it to everyone in the organization all around the country. Okay. Everybody wants to know what's going on because now it's been a couple days and word's gotten out. This is a Bigfoot interaction like no
0: other like so, a big foot down, like yeah. we've never seen. So the
1: Bigfoot world wants to know
0: what's going How on. How big are the feet? <laughs> 14 to 17 inches on average. I learned that today. I was going
1: to say I I'm sure there's
0: some I don't know mine on that. mine are probably
1: My little brother wears sourcing. a size 13 and a half boot or something like that, so
0: I wear a 14.
1: Yeah, you're a bigfoot.
0: I am, especially if wearing those uh weird Toe shoes. <laughs> You've
1: scared so one. many people on your Man, runs with God your toe shoes. Is it? It's not human. 12 hours later, more details. I was on the phone with the people at the house last night for a few hours. I was asking questions and listening to what was happening. Things got very hectic at one point. These guys were actually shooting from the porch while I was on the phone with them. I figured it would be best to let them go at that point and said I'd talk to them later. This guy just doesn't want to be there when someone gets shot. He's like, I don't I don't want to be on the phone. I don't want any reason for the cops to come bother me. Uh, I don't know as yet all the highlights of what happened. All I know is what I heard last night on the phone and what I heard from Tim and Michael this morning. I haven't heard from Miles and Roger yet today, but they will report on what happened
0: and what they brought back with them, if anything. Do you think that that's unusual or if they're just like, no, that's just typical Tuesday night? (laughs) Like, oh, no, Tim and Mike, at this point, all the craziness to just like, like, I have no idea what's going on. They're shooting from their porch and they're drinking and it's just like. That's just what we do Tuesdays.
1: No, literally, that is definitely the case. Especially for these guys because they've been hunting Sasquatch. I mean, it's been bothering them for so long that they've been sitting out on the porch just drinking beer and hunting Sasquatch all night long. They can't sleep anyway. He's going to come back and harass them, so they're just going to wait for him. Harass me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) So, yeah, for Tim and Mike, it's it's everyday business it, it for these researchers. These they're days. pooping their pants, man. Yeah. They're like, it is way too hillbilly down here. <laughs> Shots everywhere. Um, I figured it would be. Oh wait, I'm sorry. As of this, morning, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> as of this morning, they did not have a body, according to Tim and Michael. This morning, Miles and Roger went to check out a cave in the area where one had been seen in during the day, according to another local witness who came to speak with Miles and Roger yesterday. So now word's getting out there, too. You know, the few neighbors that there are, are like, oh, we got some some Bigfoot research around here and everybody's got a story. Maybe part of that is I want to play, too. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is also um, it's it's somewhat common. I mean, we saw again, we saw the map. Yeah, pretty dark. There are a lot of sightings. So, yeah, I, you know, I mean, are there's, like, oh, I've seen one here. I've seen one here. And that's not
0: necessarily not thousands true. of documented sightings. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. It, it kind of depends. I think you're you're right. It can be very much like, especially if there's media, mm-hmm. you know, news, if you can get on TV, I, I don't know what, what
1: this is. At this point, it's just a private email. Yeah, I mean, private not private because there's tons of researchers, but, but, it's, but not, it's, it's it's not, not like new lights it's and
0: cameras right. and all that stuff right now. So that's it's not in print or anything like yeah, that. So that's, so that's a little bit like those are the, the the type of reasons why I would think someone would normally do that. Um, I don't know. It, it can go both ways. Sure. Uh, I think you can just feel more comfortable because it's like, well, maybe I'm not crazy. Exactly. Share my story. I think that's the great thing about talking about these type of stories. Cause I think everyone has a story. I have a story of, uh, you know, when I was a kid and, and, uh, something came and sat on the bed next to me and I could feel the, the bed, the mattress actually depressing like downward and freak, freaked me out. And I think everyone's got like some type of story, you know,
1: yeah, I. Uh, and it
0: brings you together.
1: I think I, I probably have blocked out a lot of stories um, because I actually had heard someone say this basically the same thing you just said, not about what happened to you, but about when someone else says it and you you kind of, oh, you know, I can, like I can I can admit to it or whatever. Not necessarily that it makes you remember it, but it makes you go, hey, it's not just me. Yeah. I thought I was making that up all along, but wait a minute, someone else had a very similar experience. Yeah. So exactly. maybe I didn't make it up. Maybe I didn't imagine it because how would we both imagine it the same exact way? Yeah. And that uh, makes it a little more real. So yeah, it, it definitely um, can go either way with that stuff. It can either uh, be an opportunity for someone to to try to take advantage and and get themselves some notoriety, um, or it can just be. Oh wait, I thought you know I always thought I'm I made not that the up. Only one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Apparently, they all saw a few Bigfoots last night near the property. That's they all being all the researchers and Tim and Michael. Uh, I don't know how much, if anything, was gotten on tape. I do know that it was pouring rain all night last night, which complicated things greatly, especially with the recording equipment. I assume they are on their way home. I'll try to call Roger in a few minutes. Little like dash signifying like, you know, time. It doesn't say how long, but this is later. Later, Update. Update. Later that day. From my conversations yesterday and early this morning with the residents, we think we figured out what is so different about this situation. The underlying cause seemed to be that lots and lots of deer congregate on Tim's property. He's got 30 acres in the mountains and he plants Austrian snow peas all over the property, especially near the house, because deer go crazy for them this time of year. People plant these plants specifically to attract deer. It makes them easier to hunt. Many deer come to feed on his property, There's a deer overpopulation problem in the area to start with, so his property is apparently an effective magnet for deer. There are so many deer that he doesn't even have to get off his porch to go, quote, hunting. He bags lots of deer on his own property and he has been doing it for a few years now. He and Michael, that's Tim and Michael, said that on some occasions, the deer carcasses were snatched away by something. We didn't get into detail about each of those incidents but some of those incidents involved frozen quartered venison being taken from a big freezer in an outside shed with no odor the freezer had no lock but does have a very heavy lid that needs to be lifted the frozen deer parts were all taken eventually when there were none left tim and his wife started hearing the attempts of something trying to get in the window and loud hollering outside so Lots of deer, wow. like you said before, that brings in the sasquatch. So smart, uh, but exactly very. very <laughs> I thought you were referring to the bigfoot, not yourself, when you said "so smart," because I was going to say exactly they picked up on the fact that they use the freezer to store deer meat. No, so was just
0: being smartass. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It really is interesting. Do you think? I mean, just kind of sidebar here. Do you think that um, a bear would be able to do that? Because I, I know I've heard stories. Like I spent some time in Alaska, and they're like, "Don't leave if you leave an empty candy wrapper, mm-hmm. a grizzly will peel the roof off your car, like like a can of you know hummus sardines or something." <laughs> anyway, what, what kind of hummus do you have? It comes in a can with That's a tin lid. Thing I could come up with <laughs> in the moment. Comedy is not easy. Um, no, so they can literally just peel the top off your car, and these are most likely going to be um, black bears, which are much smaller. But they do have a tendency to, you know, when they think something's in there, like they won't stop. They, they're crafty and clever. Do you think it would be possible for them to get into this freezer?
1: I I'm, I'm, I think yes, but very unlikely. Um, because, again, they said it was chest high. I assume that is on, you know, a like pers- this
0: one right there. Um, I would
1: think maybe bigger than that. But that doesn't help the audience at all. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are just, just looking at this it. freezer. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You say about up to the nail just the wall like there? that one. <laughs> um, no, they said chest high. So I assume that's on kind of like an average, you know, person, whoever this is, that's that's writing it. So it's a relatively deep freezer. So something would have to. Why would
0: there be a chest high freezer that you have to go in through the top? That doesn't make sense.
1: Lots of storage. It's I think well, it's how just, do you get in there?
0: You have to like climb into your freezer. Like it's like an ice cave that you climb into, like a large aquarium where you have to swim and clean the glass.
1: Yeah, I okay, guys, I see what you're saying now. I was thinking originally just for lots of storage. I like think a huge they called freezer. it a
0: chest freezer. I don't think it's chest high. I think it's chest freezer. Are you sure? I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, because that's like a chest freezer, sure. but it's just not chest high. Yeah, it's not. Easy. I
1: think the point of I think the point it's of it's a big it, freezer. Yeah, but, uh, the point of it is that it's a very large freezer. I mean, they had three whole quartered deer. So that's three deer cut into quarters. If that three whole quarter didn't make sense, so like um,
0: 12 quarters, yeah,
1: 12 quarters of deer, yeah, 12 quarters. <laughs> doing <laughs> doing, a math doing the math in my head, <laughs> I was sitting here the
0: whole time, like, oh, it's late, please make that <laughs> not be wrong. So
1: done. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was there it was were a big 12, freezer,
0: 12 quarters of deer. Mm-hmm. Big freezer. Big freezer. And
1: basically, the the Bigfoot came shopping every night and got himself a quarter of deer, went back to his campfire, cooked it up. Him and his Bigfoot wife had a great venison dinner. They're Feet kids. feet kids, also Bigfoot, known as Little Feet. Bigfoot dog. <laughs> Bigfoot dog. The dog man. Bigfoot yes. dog. Whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're uncovering all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah, making discoveries
0: today. That's right. Uh, but
1: I think the that it's not impossible for a bear to do something like that but just very unlikely again they mentioned no odor they were frozen deer so not not a lot of reason for something that would be mostly scent based
0: it'd be more like uh something that you'd expect a a more intelligent being yeah a person like would watch yeah yeah someone watching seeing then knowing where maybe yogi bear yogi bear but not Hmm. a black bear (laughs) you see they're putting the deer inside of the freezer it's not even chest high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when there were none left, Tim and his wife started hearing the attempts of something trying to get into the window and loud hollering outside. A few times, Tim ran out after it, but it would always flee into the woods. The first time he got a good look at it was the night he shot at it a few nights ago. So two years this has been going on, but he's never really gotten... It's It's been always a step ahead. Yeah. So they hear it outside. It's trying to get in. They see this damage, but when they do go out to get after it, they don't, they don't really catch
0: it. It's already I, was, I was actually just going to ask. It's interesting that they say that I didn't realize that you didn't shoot it until just a couple of days ago. Because I was going to say, like, what kind of creature will endure getting shot at? And just, keep, you know, like you're this. too
1: smart, man. We're coming to that, too. We're coming to that too, right. but I love it. Stop, you're getting you're getting so upset with yourself, but I do love it because I like that you're thinking about it well, it's just, it's in a very an, like a scientific way. Yeah,
0: it's such an interesting story. What like, makes this different? Yeah, yeah, it's so. And you were worried about about being short, but we're, we got there's we're a lot to talk, to talk. We're about. gonna have to there's do. Uh, going we're gonna have to have you come back uh, and do part two. Where we talk oh, that about. means
1: you guys will never hear from me again. <laughs> 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 we know how part two
0: goes around here. Mike was in Germany <laughs> and I <they laughs> thought he was a dirty yeah. <laughs> No. Germany
1: is just what John says when he's killed someone off. Yeah, they're when, in Germany. I buried
0: them in the backyard. <laughs> I had some uh, some stuff I wanted to go over too, and so we're going to have to make this a two parter.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, but let's let's get back in. This is really right. good. I love this.
1: This is when it starts to get uh, pretty serious. This is in the here and now. So we're you know we're we're emailing back and forth. We're having contact. The the organization is there, boots on the ground. You know, confirming everything. It's not just what these people are saying is happening anymore
0: uh so the, the, the crazy people that quit their jobs to to look for bigfoot are now saying it's it's real yes exactly <laughs> of course but we we have established not too many jokes here john uh <laughs> getting a little bit ahead of myself we, we got to establish that some of these people were ex-military ex-police so people that we should be able to trust
1: yeah and there are also um a lot of researchers of different cryptid creatures um that you know have zoological degrees or biology degrees and and they saw something in their own life that made them go from, Oh yeah, you know, you could watch a squirrel for years and what are you going to learn about it? We know a lot about squirrels, like basically everything, right? When you, when you, when your job is to study animals and all of a sudden you think you may have discovered a new species or you may have confirmed a species that people have been talking about. I mean, that's going to get you really drawn in. So um, it's it's not uh, just crazy
0: people. Like, like, Chandler is telling me about Doctor Deutschbeg, the parapsychologist. That's uh, whenever Chandler ever gets back here, right?
1: Germany, which is again just yeah, the greats in your backyard.
0: But uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna have him come on as, as a guest. But that again, he's, I mean, he's a very well uh, well known, well spoken of, well speaking, good looking doctor. <laughs> You're really into and, this guy, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, he's he had his own experience and got into the field of parapsychology. Uh, to really try to make a difference and to yeah. understand the psychology behind the paranormal,
1: yeah, and that's a that's the main reason a lot of people get into
0: whatever. Well,
1: exactly. But I was going to say whatever field, uh, whether you know it's doctors or um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of something way more mundane because obviously you know people want to be doctors, but
0: uh, I've got nothing. Really. Architects. It's not really mundane.
1: No, yeah, and I was thinking, what, like their father was crushed by a poorly built building, so they <laughs> had to become an architect. <laughs> so must... it never happened again. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just you know, so you have like an experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with the <laughs> bigfoot's to superheroes? Let's
0: get back to the story. Yeah, okay, back to the story.
1: Uh, the most baffling thing for all of us was why these things weren't running away after being shot at. They'd pull back a bit in the trees, then move to a different part of the hillside, and could be seen through the brush when the spotlight reflected off their eyes in the dusk. (laughs) Just taunting us.
2: (laughs) You can't get me.
1: Miles told me on the phone last night that both he and Roger were seeing what Michael and Tim were describing in terms of the red eyes and other movement in the trees. Supposedly, a lot more happened after I got off the phone. Him and Michael were trying to kill the animals. Apparently, there was more than one target at some points. I asked Roger on the phone if it was possible these guys are just freaked out shooting at raccoons (laughs) and trees. (laughs) Roger sounded very nervous and didn't want to talk much. He just replied, no, this is serious business. They've definitely got a problem here. I called back a while later and was only able to talk to Miles and Roger for a few seconds. Miles' last words about what was happening, it's pretty much shoot to kill at the moment. Quote.
2: They're real.
1: <laughs> this morning, I asked- wait, wait.
0: So, so that's really interesting. So, I love how he's like the voice of reason here, and he's like, "Are you sure they're not just like what we've been saying this whole time? This is it not their typical Tuesday night where they do a <laughs> couple of bumps of meth, and yeah. shoot things, out shoot, yeah, porch. whatever, whatever they see, whatever movement?" And this guy is—he's at least. Um, so, this is someone that we should. He's a self-proclaimed researcher. You would think that he would be a professional in that field. Um, he's part of this big organization. He's one of the ones that was chosen to be sent there. So you'd think that he'd he'd be able to keep his cool in an investigation at this point, right? You have mm-hmm. a seasoned investigator. They've seen a lot of stuff. They know what's you know. They've gotten th- stones thrown at them. They've maybe even been in the middle of a of a uh, dynamite field, and uh, <laughs> while the Sasquatch was hucking things at them, so we don't know but we do know that they've had some experience here and they're freaked out. Yeah. So it's more than just the uh, the hillbillies in the dark. These are people that are used to hillbillies and used to dark. Yeah. And something And used to
1: Bigfoot for that matter too. Yeah. I mean, you they're know, they're they're to... they're around them very often. They go to where they are and they try <coughs> to get Excuse me. They try to get, you know, audio, they try to get video, they try to get close. That's uh, the, their
0: whole job is to get inside of this Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Literally. And uh, now I don't know what I don't know what you mean by that. I'm so weirded out. (laughs) I don't know. It's just getting late and these things are these things never end well.
1: Back to the story. (laughs) This morning, I asked him if he ever spotlights deer at night from the porch. He does. Then we established that indeed, most of the time when he's spotlighting the woods and shooting from his porch is when he's shooting at deer, not Bigfoot's. There's your plural for Bigfoot
0: well that's clearly incorrect because it's big Big five. five yeah just like Sasquatch. uh
1: so if the animals who aren't running away from the loud gunshots are some kind of predator like bigfoots that's been in the area a while then those predators may have noticed that sometimes after those spotlighting gunshot incidents a wounded deer would be struggling up the hill to get away and will be much easier to catch Deer will always take off running when they hear gunshots, especially within 50 yards.
0: Especially when they're getting their ass shot up. (laughs) They always run when you shoot them.
1: (laughs) That's how they know they weren't seeing deer's eyes while the shooting was going on. The animals may have thought Tim and Michael were taking shots at deer, as they usually
0: do, and that's maybe why they aren't running away. That's really interesting. So they're they're just like, that one was kind of close, but you missed. <laughs> you missed the deer. sir. Yeah, yeah. Shoot it. Like they wonder they like that really us? yeah, really polite. Like, you guys are so helpful. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah they have no idea yeah. that it's supposed to be these people's deer. Yeah, they're like exactly. They just think they found like the coolest neighbors.
0: Yeah, it's like, like these people, they just they love to store deer they love for to us. Feed us so yeah. Nice. I mean, they go to the store and they get they get their Wendys <laughs> and their french fries, but they just love dropping deer right for us in our laps. We're yeah. Such good neighbors.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's definitely the Bigfoot's thought at this point.
0: I don't know. think that there's such a thing as an evil Bigfoot. In fact, the the scratching, the clawing—they're probably just you know they're trying to get in. They're 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 uh. trying to to leave a thank you note. Oh, no. <laughs> slipping them. You know, they're big, they're clumsy, and it's misinterpreted. But they're just like, I don't. You see the note? <laughs> no, they're like freaked out, and they're just like. It what wasn't cluck. scratching. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: to say it wasn't like scratching like randomly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be I writing the nicest
0: letter. letter threw it out.
1: Yeah. Um, no, they're definitely not after the people. I think we've we've discovered now suddenly. So it starts out with these people being. We don't know why the Bigfoot are trying to get in after us. Now the researchers are out there. They're they're starting to realize these they're things. They're going. Wait smarts. a minute. This is a totally different situation and we may end up shooting a Bigfoot because there may be no other option at this point. But the reason it's gotten this far is because they've been feeding them for two years, essentially. I mean, uh, bears, like you were saying before, not to say that these are bears, but if you were to feed bears intentionally, like at the Same edge of thing. your property yeah. for a long time, you're going to have so many bear and yeah. then they're not going to be afraid of you. The next thing you know, they're in your kitchen, you know, eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you poop your pants when yeah, you see it. exactly. So.
0: Yeah. wearing wearing some blue overalls
1: <laughs> yeah eating that porridge or,
0: or or a red half shirt
1: Tim sounded stunned when I explained the deer connection he slurred out a long steady oh my god as if he was slowly pulling his, his glasses off
0: of his face <laughs> what have we done <laughs> <laughs>
1: the bigfoots might be hanging around the property waiting to grab a wounded deer I explained that these predators might not understand that they are the intended targets now because all they would see is a spotlight shining through the trees toward them and then a very loud bang from an assault rifle. The animals may be expecting to see wounded deer running toward them up the hill. They may have watched that pattern for years. It's possible they either don't realize that there are bullets whizzing by them or they've gotten used to it. At that range, the shot is so loud you wouldn't hear a bullet hitting the trees next to you. And they wouldn't see when the guns are pointed right at them because the spotlights would be in their eyes at that moment. It may appear to be business as usual while all the shooting is going on." Signed, Matt. Wow. So, the next thing I have here are responses from the Bigfoot community, like question and answer style. Okay. Um, he basically has been receiving emails. He copied the question, wrote an answer, and then made this post. Um, like yeah chain email or forum post i think it's a forum is a better way to describe it than a chain email this is big a 1990.
0: books are real yeah
1: forum, forum. <laughs> yeah. uh so trademark <laughs> question could there be a way to deal with them that is non-lethal answer i don't think so these residents are going to shoot these things on site and they don't give a hoot if we have a problem with that to them it's a dangerous nuisance predator they said we could do whatever we wanted to, but they are going to do whatever they want to. Assume we could do the impossible and get a tranquilizing team assembled. The team would not want to lay in wait there while these guys are shooting up the place. Nothing is going to stop these guys if they think they see one
0: from the porch. Well, and to be fair at this point, um, you know, I'm sure the big foot researchers think they're all kind and gentle creatures, but at this point they're... Threatening this family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, and when we... It's understandable why they would take such extreme measures. Definitely. Even on something as lovable as a
1: Bigfoot. Definitely. And I mean, uh, even look at... And I don't... I'm not supporting this. I'm not saying it's right. But look at cases where you have... um,
0: Look at murder. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) I was going to say bears that, uh, you know, in national parks that start to get into dumpsters and get too close to houses... Um, you know, when it's the same tagged bear that's getting closer and closer to population and not reacting the way that a bear should react to human contact, they end up killing it because it becomes at that point a a danger. Exactly. Um, So again, I'm not saying that that's necessarily right. They usually uh, try
0: relocating as much as possible. But I mean, personally, to me, if if it's human life or animal life, I, I think.
1: Especially multiple. Eyes. If it's one bear that could potentially be getting into, you know, if nothing's done, getting into multiple houses and a bear and a person stuck in a house, that's going to be a fight. Yeah. Whether the person wants it to or not, the bear is going to react that way. But if it's like way, it's one just one bear
0: on the mountain, like Bobby doesn't need to hunt down and kill it because right. it's because it's, but, it's there. But he could if he wants the sustenance. Sure. Yeah. As, as know, long as he's going to at least make a rug out of it. Yeah. I'm just at kidding. Eat the meat. Use the bones cool, to make like necklaces. A, like a bear suit.
1: Oh my gosh! My actually, I I have a friend of a friend of a friend that uh, has the bear suit from Workaholics. He but he bought that actual. I mean, not not the one they wore, but one, that bear three, suit for like four hundred dollars. Wow, ridiculous. That's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, next question. What has led them to take the fairly unusual step of frequenting a human habitation and attempting to break into a living space? This guy just doesn't read the other posts yeah. on. They're after the deer and the deer meat. That's this guy's response. Just straight up. You're an idiot. They're after the deer and the deer meat. Could uh, Next question. Could something be done to alter this behavior, which would not put humans or BF, which I assume is Bigfoot, at risk? Best friends. Best friends. <laughs> humans or their best friends at risk. Yeah. Uh, answer yes he's got to deter the deer if the deer leave permanently then the bigfoots will leave eventually i told him to put up scarecrows and remove as much of the snow peas as he can to keep the deer away i also told him to string up more lights around the
0: house you know what i think flamethrower you gotta torch those torch those peas torch completely get rid of them just start
1: a wildfire and wherever he is and The Bigfoot will leave then. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Everything's gone. House is burned. All their family is burned. (laughs) Bigfoots are all burned. burned, (laughs) They won't be there anymore. (laughs) Uh, Next question. I can imagine that if it were me in their shoes, I'd be out there with as much firepower as I needed. But have we examined what brought this situation to its current crisis? It is. This guy's an idiot, too. I mean, he's just. Again, listen, it's the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot are the problem. Next question. I'm not even going to read the. I believe we need to try at least try to at least ask these questions of ourselves. I hope as you do that the presence of a lot of armed humans will be enough to keep these things at bay, but I'd really like to know the full history of the encounters between the Bigfoots and this family. Could there have been measures taken to head this off?
0: It's so basically this guy was just saying, you know, they said, Hey, this has been going on for two years. I want to know what happened in that two years. What What's been going on mm-hmm. and and when did you guys realize and I, I I guess to be fair to that point, is there something they could have done if they if they were would have realized much earlier on that they're drawn in a big predator with the deer with the deer, they mm-hmm. could have done something
1: yes different? yes. I guess I'm just not giving, I don't know. I feel like I I don't have patience for these questions because we, but we just read and and I am assuming these people are Are reading reading the same thread. So why are you asking these like questions that he's already answered? But again, his answer is, I think we're going to be learning some things as we go along here, but we can't stop this particular ball from rolling. I've done absolutely everything I can do. I think I heard the most relevant points of the encounter history with this family. It all adds up to a correlation between three species being present there, humans, deer, and bigfoots. The deer are the things to focus on because they can be removed from the equation. If the deer leave, the Bigfoots will probably leave too. If we
0: kill the humans,
1: (laughs) then they won't be bothered anymore. (laughs) Tim and Michael are taking my word on this. They said they don't want to have to kill the Bigfoots if necessary. Unfortunately, if they even see one, then it becomes necessary as far as they are concerned. Uh, So again, it goes back to that thing where like, we can sit here in our nice safe little area here where there's no Bigfoot ripping down the door and say, you know, they just want to shoot it. But, you know, if it's if 70 it's, yards away from your house. Or
0: it's it's tearing your window apart. Yeah. I mean, it is actively trying to get into your domicile. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. I, so would, I would be there the at this point. They're ready to shoot it anytime they see it because they know what it's going to do.
0: Exactly. Um, I, would, I would probably be at the same point. As yeah. And as I, I think that
1: I think that these people, especially and most people um, would do that, whether it was a bear, a Bigfoot, a yeah. human. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just don't break into someone's window. You're going to get shot. I said this earlier. You don't sneak up on somebody in a rural area. You're going to get shot at. You, you shot. don't try to break into their house when they don't know you're coming. Um, so yeah, they're just you know protecting the house. So at this point, they know it's trying to get in. If they see it, they're going to kill. it. So here are some more emails back to, just between the team. Tim and Michael were only amenable to letting me send people initially if I was sending a hunter in the mix. Roger's father was the hunter. I didn't tell the residents ahead of time that the hunter was in his 70s. I had to explain to Michael on the phone after they arrived that they are more investigators than hunters, but they can defend themselves. Roger's father turned out to be more interested in sleeping in the car than anything else. He got out of the car and came in the house when the shooting started, though. So this bear hunter that they sent as, like, protection basically did nothing, just slept the whole time, was annoyed by the gunshots because they woke him up from his nap. Wow. No help. He was not the hero of the story. No. We, you talk so highly of him. <laughs> uh, I think they were all up for most of the night. Oh, no. that This guy was the bear hunter. The guy you were talking about was the investigator. I think that's Roger. Uh, I think they were all up for most of the night and then all day long again today. That's probably why I haven't heard from them. I'm as eager as the rest of you to hear all the details. Signed, Matt. So this is uh, a message now from Miles, one of the investigators who was at the site. I met Roger Roberts and his father-in-law in in Tulsa, and we drove down to the site, arriving shortly before dark
0: Friday afternoon. The site really makes it seem like some kind of, Black hat UFO, big conspiracy deal. (laughs) The site. Um,
1: Roger is a private eye and was very helpful picking up on details and asking good questions. It was quickly beginning to cloud up with very dark, ominous looking weather, which probably cheated us out of close to an hour of good daylight. So just remember here with this email is we're now basically starting uh, back from the beginning. It's night one as far as Miles is concerned because he's just telling you the story start to finish. Okay so this isn't happening again this is from the other perspective someone who was actually there a little more detail okay cool uh we looked around the scene the deer was badly eaten this the original killed one the deer was badly eaten up at this point less than 48 hours had gone by since the kill mostly by his dogs i imagine he had about 15 beagles running loose there are other predators in the area but since it was only about 75 yards behind their house i doubt it was anything but the dogs that were responsible for the damage I witnessed them eating on it. Anyway, it was far too gone to tell anything, just a skeleton from the hindquarters forward to the upper neck. The witnesses were all were all appeared to be honest. I don't know, he just doesn't speak well. It is my opinion that they are truthful and that there is Bigfoot activity in the area. The gate was impressive. It closes against the corner of the house. There were absolutely no signs of scratches or anything that gave the impression that the damage was faked by clamping in a vise or something. The total area of the bending was approximately 14 inches. There appeared to be three or four spots along the middle of the crease that were the points of contact, like a hand wrapping around it and squeezing. They were each approximately two inches apart, centered in the folded area. Several friends and neighbors stopped by throughout the evening that had heard about what was going on. When they heard about what was happening, they began to open up and relate stories of their own. For the storytelling session, we just let them talk. I can spot a liar and Roger has a lot of experience with questioning and interviewing. And We are both convinced these people were on the level about their experiences. So just to back up a little bit, they were talking about a fence. There was no mention of it from all of this Matt guy's emails, but it sounds like there was a gate, like a farm gate that you would see, you know, yeah. if there was barbed wire fence around in the gate to get your truck through.
0: Um, So there was a farm
1: gate that had basically been crushed by what they thought was a massive hand.
0: Yeah, two inches is like that. I mean, those would be massive fingers. Yeah, so just
1: a giant hand crushing it. And they said it didn't look like there was like metal scraping from a vice to basically fake these fingerprints. Uh, The session went on until about 11 p.m. and since they indicated nothing ever happens until around 1 or 2, Roger and I went driving around with a spotlight to see if we could spot anything from the roads. It rained all night, by the way. No, that area is extremely remote and heavily forested and mountainous. I have been all around the country hiking, Pacific Northwest, British Columbia, Alaska, Great Smoky Mountains, etc. And I was really caught by surprise. No, it is not just as rugged and isolated as the Northwest, but it's just like the Smokies. It is a perfect spot with all the protected government land. Anyway, when we got back, they were all out on the front porch and they said they had just shot at one across the road. That started the hunt. Basically we hung around outside until about 4am in the rain, low 30s, shining lights. The brothers shot at two more quote somethings that I never saw. They described the eyes as reflecting pinkish red, the term like a red reflector or tail lights on a car was used. I did see something a few minutes after the initial sighting that they shot at, that reflected like a red reflector. It was there for just a second in the trees across the road, around 7 or 8 feet high, it was. Definitely there, not just the reflection of wet leaves or anything like a tower light in the distance. Anyway, they would see something and shoot, but there would be no scream or sound of anything running away. There were no screams all night or any definite moving in the brush. Of course, listening was hampered by the sound of the rain. So same thing, nothing happened.
0: So it, it almost sounds like in the beginning, the Bigfoot society guy that's there is kind of like, I mean, this stuff is kind of explainable. Like he's kind of taken that approach where it's like, yeah, they said they saw something. I mean, I saw some reflecting eyes. Who knows what it is? Yeah. I mean, it could be a raccoon, it could be what you know, what what have you. But it sounds sounds like he's not fully convinced at this point and that he's trying to have a skeptical eye.
1: Yeah, and uh or a scientific approach is yeah. another
0: good way to look at it. He's not um out
1: there saying it's here, the only thing it could be is Bigfoot. He's Worship saying, it. You know, he Worship <laughs> He's saying, he's saying, you know could be a Bigfoot, but at this point, it could be a lot of other things. Yeah. So you know, um, you you have to point and counterpoint when you're doing yeah, it's, scientific. Yeah, I almost
0: research. look at it like I think that as a scientist, you should look at things like Bigfoot and at least have the the ability to think that something like that could exist, whether it's that exact th- thing or something similar. But if you Close your mind off so much to think that something like Bigfoot could not exist and that it's all a hoax. First off, you discount a lot of people, a lot of people with some credibility stories, but then you just close yourself off to the possibility of new species, of new science, of new knowledge, of new learning.
1: Not even, I mean, so even beyond the possibility of new species, um, there's definitely so much that has been discovered above the ocean, below the ocean, everything. Yeah. But uh, there's that that show on Animal Planet. Um, I can't think of the name of it now, but basically he finds extinct animals, and it's like, wow. nope, they're not extinct anymore. And the, is it like the Meg? <laughs> it's sort of like the Meg, only it's real. <laughs> um, but hey, like the Meg was
0: real, right? It was actually a really good movie. I watched it. Twice in a row, because I love cheesy monster movies. Um,
1: but, um, no. So species that we think are extinct, um, because there are so few of them. Um, and he's saying, no, look, you know, and he's getting video proof a little bit easier than some people are getting Bigfoot proof. But, um, the point of that is there's just so many possibilities that you've got
0: something like we need to put him on the Bigfoot case because if he's so good at it, like that's true. When yeah, TV. I saw him get all
1: kinds of photos of Tasmanian tigers. The, the episode I watched was straight up. He just went out there and was like, "Yep, here they are."
0: Oh, don't you think that we we really need a guy like that to settle this? Like, you you can find things that don't exist anymore. So if there's Bigfoot, this guy this guy gonna, can find them. He's gonna find
1: him. But I think that also uh, kind of points to part of the problem is is just the the extreme skeptics that, like you said, just completely close off that possibility um, and just say, I don't care what proof there is, you know, "it it's this instead or, you just, know.
0: Just as a, a scientist who believes that people evolved from monkeys, to not think that there is a missing link possibility even just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you believe in evolution and that's where we came from, why, Why doesn't Bigfoot fit right in there right in there and or at least the possibility of something like that
1: and uh this this gets a little off topic but that's okay, that's basically the end of the story. That's basically what happened while they were there. Um, you know not a lot happened what? while they were there there. They, they shot at some bigfoots um, but basically they figured out the problem and eventually you know got rid of the deer and had a lot less sightings, almost no terrifying. Events. Intrusions. Wow! But uh, I thought that was kind of a cool perspective. Oh, it's you know, really the, the researchers like talking to each other, uh, basically, kind of
0: all, all that was it's all kind of like quotes. no BS. No, just like,
1: yeah, this is what this we've is what heard. This is what makes sense. This is what, what we've seen. Reporting. Yep.
0: And it's not sensationalized by. A typical media outlet it's but
1: structured. there are a lot of versions uh so this was from that that bigfoot field researchers organization you know kind of website they're .net very legitimate yeah. uh if you you know try to do more research you'll find a lot more opinionated um things where people will retell the same general story about there's a family uh they live out in the middle of nowhere there's bigfoots that are trying to get in their house um some people and i don't uh think that they I think they could get in a lot of trouble for this, but some people uh in their retelling of the story were basically like this Tim and Mike guy, they're poachers, uh, they're you know, they're forcing the deer in there uh so because they're lazy and they just want to shoot them from their porch. I think that's slander or, or liable. Like it was I was like, you can't say that. Like I don't know what these people had. I guess they were maybe mad that they were shooting at at Bigfoot. Um, but yeah, these there was a couple of people who Um, not like comments on, on it, but people who wrote articles about it and were basically like, yeah, so these two poachers, Tim and Mike, this is what they do. They attract all these deer and they have like a fenced in area. And when the deer get in there, you know, they just shoot them. But in the article that we read or in the emails that we read, the researcher says there is an overpopulation, you know, there's a problem It's his own property. He eats it all. He doesn't just shoot them to shoot them. I mean, he's trying. Well, he's feeding Bigfoot now, but he was (laughs) trying to eat them, trying to feed his family. Um, So I thought that was kind of a a messed up angle for people to take. Um, You know, basically, just like they were these these backwoods poachers and deserved to get attacked by the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot was, I don't know, the spirit of the woods or something, and was like, (laughs) you know, you you can't poach these deer. Uh, They're ours. Give them back, basically. But um, yeah, you can definitely find more sensationalized versions but i liked that that it was a lot of emails i do too that them. was
0: that was really solid it was a really good approach, story <laughs> well that was that was really interesting i i think it kind of warms my heart again when you mentioned this um bigfoot that was kind of you know like scary bigfoot i didn't like it like Bigfoot's my hero, yeah. and In a, in a weird kind of way, you know, like the mascot of the weird people, kind of. Thing. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but but I was like, why he's attacking people? Like this is horrible. And then I don't know, it just warms my heart at the end of the story to see that he's he wasn't really just, ever after the people because once the deer were gone, the Bigfoot anyone. were gone. Exactly. No, and it just that, there's a lot of that that more. Academic style of writing that back and forth just kind of holds up really well. I
1: like that. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, there's no it, there's no fluff. They're just yeah. It's, it's just it's this just is... stating the facts in paragraphs basically, and uh, it it is a good story, uh, but it's not a story <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, you yeah. know, it's it's research basically. It's notes, research notes uh, from this experience. So.
0: Yeah. So you you think. You feeling like this is a real, real story? You think it's a real Bigfoot there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's uh, no reason for it to have ever gotten started as this whole big thing. Like I said, now I think it's somewhat popular. Oh, I should mention, uh, you, you may also, if you search Hanobia, Oklahoma, you may find the Sasquatch Festival or the Bigfoot Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, it's next weekend. Uh nice. yeah, how many miles you got on the on the old credit card and let's get ourselves to yeah, Oklahoma let's do and it, man. Uh, hit up the the Hanobia Bigfoot Festival.
0: Um, let's do it. That sounds awesome. So
1: yeah, so since then it has been um kind of sensationalized and and kind of, you know, expanded on, but that doesn't seem to have been the initial the factor at the time. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but you said they didn't really have I mean it, it's like they called in a bunch of scientists, even though they're, you know. Some other scientists whatever. may yeah. not admit to them being they're scientists. Not, maybe not scientists, but you, you call in this basically a group of nerds. It's not like you're calling in Fox News. Right. The, yeah. you're not getting they're not. They're not. A lot know. of acclaim for right. this. Um, I really, it, 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 I honestly believe there was something there, um, whether it's animals or Bigfoot or something. Um, I would tend to think that people that live in the woods know when when it's a bear and when it's i don't know it just it doesn't seem like there's any reason why they would they would think it was a big like blow it out of proportion as being a bigfoot to get you know media attention and so unless they were blazed off their minds on the <laughs> that you know, that good oklahoma weed yeah that good <laughs> oklahoma weed i mean that that is a possibility i mean they they could be Raging alcoholics, and, yeah, just always you know, messed up on multiple substances yeah. and, and shooting and so at it could something be in the woods. Bears, words. it could be a large predator like that, and we see when you feed bears, you see that that type of attitude where they come into the city mm-hmm. and then they serve you know, like yeah, in the trash and then into the homes, and and so it, it is a very familiar type of attitude that we've seen with bears before. But there's uh, enough I, different stuff there's, too, there's like is a the lot fact of that, intelligence yeah. behind it that I think. Those are the things that make me as, as someone that's somewhat skeptical. Often, I like to remain skeptical, but that makes me think: how how probable is it that a bear would be able to do all this? That they would be intelligent enough to to watch and figure out where they're putting the food, and to to, to keep coming back and not go all at once, like letting the yeah. freezer do its work. Yeah, like, exactly. You're just going to take dinner for tonight. Yeah, like that is intelligence to me. Yeah, definitely. Know, whether it, maybe it's the neighbor that's <laughs> the advantage of all the commotion. He's like, I, this I guy know. thinks
1: he's got it made. He has to actually shoot the deer and quarter it. I just come over, get <laughs> myself a frozen quarter deer. Yeah. His neighbor must be massive. If he's eating, <laughs> I don't care how big his family is, if he's eating quarters of deer every night, yeah, he's every huge. Night. <laughs>
0: but Yeah, th- I don't know. It's a really solid story. I think it's there's a lot, of, um, a lot of things there that if you take it all as factual, which it seems to be written in a fairly academical way, Um, you know, that gives you pause for thought that this, you know, could be sightings of a Sasquatch. Yeah. So that was great. I think I want to follow back up. Um, hopefully next episode Chandler and I can finally finish the dog man. Uh, we had to keep putting it off as he's been held up in Germany. But, uh, after that, I want to come back to Bigfoot and I want to talk about some interesting facts that I didn't know about, uh, one of the most famous uh, Bigfoot video clips ever seen. You may know the one I speak of. But um, uh, just kind of finish Rhymes with Patterson. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but just to kind of finish off, and who knows, maybe we'll go from there. Bigfoot is so expansive.
1: Yeah, you can do, uh, I can mean, we could have an entire Bigfoot podcast. Yeah.
0: So. And I think maybe that would be good. Maybe we can kind of bounce back to this one every once in a while because there, even like the Yeti, like there's so many different, not just Bigfoot, but yeah, Similar. Yeah. Similar, similar. Very similar yet different. That, yeah. So I don't know this would be fun to keep kind of bouncing back to, but I did pull quite a bit of research. So I do want to come back to this real soon and uh, talk about the uh, Patterson footage. Yeah. So let's do it. Anyway, great story. And that's all we're going to do today because we kind of had a nice long chat with that. And uh, after I clean this, clean this up a little bit, we'll still have a pretty nice long episode so thanks guys for listening thanks for being patient with this as we wait for chandler and uh, we look forward to uh getting back to a little bit more of the normal uh scheduled program uh in a couple of weeks but having mike back on again real soon all right thanks again mike and yeah uh, thanks for having me we'll uh, talk to you guys next time